Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome to today's episode of Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. I want to tell you, we're going to cover some good ground today. Uh, one thing I'd point out, if you notice, we're starting a half hour late today. That's because the governor, of course, comes in from time to time, hosts Let Me Speak to the Governor. You know, one of the questions, uh, Producer Amy, make note of this. Next time we're speaking to the candidates for governor, I'm going to ask each one of them if they intend to take a half hour of my airtime as well, as has been the case with the current governor. So we'll see. We'll see what the future holds for <laughs> that program. Uh, grateful, no, of course, to the governor for making himself available. Uh, I hope you're able to to get something from that. They covered a lot of ground uh, as the governor spoke with Doug Wright today on this month's episode of Let Me Speak to the Governor. So a truncated episode of Live Mike today. We're going to cover, as I said, a lot of ground. We're going to first off discuss something that has happened in Utah County, and that is the passage of a resolution by all three of the county commissioners there declaring Utah County a Second Amendment sanctuary. We're going to do a little bit of an educational effort to distinguish the difference between a resolution and an ordinance, as was the case, as you know, out in Uinta County a, a long while ago, declaring that county a sanctuary county. We've got two of them now in Utah. Also, I want to take some time later on to talk about Republicans running for president. Uh, you know, the, the highest of likelihoods is that Donald Trump will secure the nomination. I think that's absolutely a foregone conclusion. And so the question you naturally ask, well, why are there other individuals in the race? And there are two of those who have run against the president, President Trump right now, uh, who have caught my attention. One it continues his efforts to seek the presidency. We spoke to him here in studio not too long ago, uh, that being Bill Weld, uh, former governor of Massachusetts. And then there's another guy who some time ago, actually earlier this month, dropped out of the race, uh, that of Joe Walsh, a former radio guy, uh, spent uh, uh, a little while in Congress. He ran for president suspended his campaign uh, as a Republican earlier this month. I want to compare and contrast the story of those two. Uh, there are fascinating things to observe, some frustrating things, and some things in there which I think are worth paying attention to. Also, you heard it first on Dave and Debbie's show some time ago that there will be an education day of action tomorrow. Specifically, teachers will be walking out of the classroom. They are going to spend some time up on the Capitol. Uh, they're going to get together at the federal building and then walk again up to the Capitol. We tomorrow will be joined in studio by one of those teachers. But today we're going to speak to the president of the UEA uh, and get 
her side of things. And then we'll also have a chance to hear from Brad Wilson, Speaker of the Utah House, who would like to urge these teachers uh, to stay in the classroom tomorrow. We'll get both sides of that story. Then later on, an update on the coronavirus. So right now. I want to catch you up on a story that uh, Amy and I have been following here on the program for some time. That dealing with these sanctuary counties. Second Amendment sanctuary counties. A, a movement kicked off when out in Virginia, it was announced by leadership in their legislature out there, as well as in the governor's office, that there was the intention to pass uh, pretty restrictive gun legislation. They would limit the capacity of magazines. They would uh, make certain types of firearms just blanketly illegal. And that got a number of folks uh, pretty concerned, specifically here in Uinta County. Uinta County, that's uh, uh, if you get on uh, Route 40 and just keep going uh, east, you run into places like uh, Duchesne City, Roosevelt, ultimately Vernal. And that's Uinta County. And the commissioners out there, they joined me in studio not too long ago and let me know that they had passed an ordinance declaring their county, Uinta County, a Second Amendment sanctuary. Let me uh, quickly play for you the explanation as to why they did that. The main thing that it does is it states that Uinta County is a wholehearted supporter of the Second Amendment and that by signing this resolution that Uinta County will not expend any money or any staff time in addressing issues that we believe are not consistent with the Second Amendment. So so that is the explanation we got from the Uinta County Commissioners when it was, honestly, I think we spoke to them the day after they unanimously passed the ordinance. Well, there has been a development. What uh, producer Amy and I did was we collected the contact information for every county commissioner across the state and reached out to them individually and said, hey, c- could you do us a favor? We've been following this story. We'd like to know, is there a possibility that in your county, you, along with the other commissioners, might pass something similar. And I say similar because there are a number of options available to these commissions if they choose to go down this road. And you went to county, they took, in my estimation, the most uh, drastic action, which was to pass a county ordinance. They changed the laws of the county. Now, one of the responses I received when asking all the commissioners about what their plans were along these lines whether or not they would be creating Second Amendment sanctuaries of their counties, came from Utah County. Specifically, uh, Commissioner uh, Ivy let me know that, in fact, they were considering it. They didn't quite know if it would be in the form of an ordinance or a resolution, uh, but at the time, they were absolutely considering it. Well, those considerations have turned into action, And just yesterday, it was unanimously voted uh, by the three county commissioners down there in uh, Utah County, Bill Lee, Tanner Ainge, and Nathan Ivey. They got together in the meeting yesterday. Uh, They heard from the public and ultimately uh, voted to pass a resolution uh, declaring Utah County a Second Amendment sanctuary. Let me uh, share with you some of the words uh, that were spoken by the commissioners uh, yesterday in Utah County, starting with Commissioner Bill Lee as he spoke in support of this resolution. I applaud this. I am all in favor of this. I I do want to recognize that it is a resolution. It is a resolution which is, is words. There's really no teeth, but 
as best we can. And thank you, Commissioner Ivey, for putting in there at least directional stuff for us in the sense of that we would oppose and we would oppose in such a way that we'd give some action to it. So I am all in favor of of this resolution. Commissioner Tanner Ainge had this to say in support. I'm always going to be on the same side as the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Um, and so I will with this resolution as well. I, I personally have never put a resolution like this on the agenda, and I don't intend to ever do so. I, I view it as a political statement. It's not necessarily the conduct of the business we, of the county. We can't command the state. We can't command the federal government. And I've already taken an oath of office um, to uphold the Utah Constitution and the Constitution of the United States. I also did so as a member of the state bar. Um, so I'm happy to reaffirm all of those the third time here and to support the Second Amendment. Now, you heard Commissioner Ainge there seemingly uh, speaking ag- against the measure. Now, ultimately, he did vote for it, and he elaborated as to why he cast that vote here. I just want to point out one other detail here. Um, in this resolution, it opposes unconstitutional restrictions. In That's the, the provision that Commissioner Lee mentioned. It doesn't necessarily... Um, oppose all forms of regulation. In fact, it specifically references the Utah Constitution, which reserves to the state legislature the ability to define what the lawful use of arms is and to set reasonable constitutional regulations. And so um, with that, I'm, I'm happy to support this and reaffirm my commitment to the Constitution and to the Second Amendment specifically. So that's what happened yesterday. Today, in the next segment, we'll be speaking with Commissioner Nathan Ivey. I'll also play for you a piece of audio that emerged from yesterday's commission meeting from a member of the public. Sean Laurie spoke in support. Uh, It was invited by Commissioner Ivey. I'll share uh, those words of support with you next up. We'll also be speaking live with Commissioner Nathan Ivey from the Utah County Commission. That's next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.